CEU Medieval Radio, Past Perfect, the talk show about medieval and early modern culture. Hello and welcome to Past Perfect, CEU Medieval Radio's podcast on everything medieval and early modern. My name is Michał Mahalski and I'm joined here today by Lenka Panuszkowa. She is a researcher at the Institute of Art History of Czech Academy of Sciences in Prague. She works with medieval illuminated manuscripts and she focuses on the function of the decoration, its iconography and reception by a reader. Currently she is preparing a collective monograph with the title Reflecting Jerusalem in Medieval Czech Lands. And it's a pleasure to have you here. I think all of the enthusiasts of medieval studies appreciate the manuscript illuminations for their beauty and diversity. I was wondering if you could tell us, as a researcher whose main focus is on those illuminations, what do they tell us about medieval codices and their readers? So according to the illumination, we can establish our theories on liturgy, liturgical services, uh, because uh, many of the high medieval or early medieval illuminated books are liturgical, and only in the uh, later period they become manuscripts also widely used by the like. So we know a lot about liturgy, about devotion, and also about the devotional practices or about the way how medieval people, for example, understood uh, the cosmos, the universe, etc. It depends on the kind of the manuscript and also on the kind of illuminations. So are those illuminations always linked to the text of the manuscript? They do not have to be linked to the text immediately, but they are somehow connected with the content of the manuscript. So there doesn't need to be really immediate connection. So I was wondering if we can discuss this connection, be it immediate or not immediate, between the text and illuminations on the example of the Passional of the Abbess Kunigunde. But first, can you tell us quickly about the Passional and the person for whom it was made? The Passional is actually not a correct uh, term for the manuscript, but uh, it has been used uh, in the research for so long that uh, it remained, because usually in Middle Ages, a Passional contains uh, a vita and passio of martyr or of a medieval saint, legendary material. Here we have text, devotional text, dealing with Lord's Passion. So this is why the manuscript was called Passional. It was commissioned by Kunigunde, the abbess of St. George Convent at Prague Castle, who was the firstborn child of the well-known Bohemian king Przemysl Otakar II. So she was a very distinguished person in the history And so the manuscript originated in the very beginning of the 14th century, to be exact. And what texts does the manuscript of the Passional contain? These are texts that were partly composed by Dominican friar Kolda of Koldice, who in the first uh, introduction to the manuscript describes the process in which the text originated. This is the 
first text is the well-known and very popular medieval parable in which Christ is the brave knight struggling or fighting any evildoer or kidnapper of his fiancée who personifies the human soul. And this parable, which takes only one folio, is then uh, explained. And this explanation includes exactly the events of the uh, passion cycle. Then there is an ins- Planktus Maria inserted. And after the Planktus, that is another text uh, composed, or better said, compiled by Kolda of Koldice, which deals with the heavenly residences. This is a variation of the pseudo-Dionysian tract on the heavenly residences. And this is logical, let's say, continuation of the uh, first parable, because here the brave knight, Christ himself, leads the saved soul through the heavenly residences and explain her the all the hierarchies of angels and of saints. Then there is a more emphasis in the two last texts, which are a sermon of Pope Leo on the Passion of Christ in Dominica Palmarum, and the last text is Planctus Maria Magdalene. These two texts, despite their names, concentrate more on the heavenly glory and on the remission of sins and on the options of for the salvation of the penitent sinner. And what images does that passional contain? They are different in size and contain. First are two whole-page images of the Arma Christi, of the instruments of Christ's Passion, and the first part of the manuscript is provided by illuminations in the margin that correspond to the text, and these depict scenes from the Christological cycle. It means from the Nativity, but they concentrate especially on the Passion Why is that so? Well, uh, we know that in the, especially in female monasteries, uh, but uh, especially also when the uh, mendicant orders were established, were founded, we know that from this time, it's uh, approximately the middle of the 13th century, medieval devotion concentrated mainly on the Passion of Christ because this is where the human nature of Christ was shown. How are then those images used in those devotional acts? I think that in the case of the Passional Manuscript, that the text was read or recited aloud for a larger audience, I would say for 10 people who could really comfortably gather around the manuscript. And that the illumination here were sort of tools to deepen the experience from the passion, from the what was recited, what was read. And how were those images used? 
There's the example in the manuscript. This is uh, the whole page image of Arma Christi, where we have the Corpus Christi in the center of the folio. And uh, to his right side, there is the side wound depicted, isolated. And it is uh, inscribed with the prayer or sort of hymn. And we have here the evidence that really the side wound was touched and was kissed, uh, the sort of that two fingers were put to the side wound. So the abrasions of the parchment on this place attest to us this, let's say, devotional strategy. Were those uh, kind of tactile experiences a crucial part of only female devotional strategies or was it a more widespread phenomenon? I think that it was a widespread phenomenon, not only in female monasteries, but usually in the older, the older scholarship ascribed these uh, strategies to female monasteries. But we can surely find another examples from uh, different parts of medieval world. So the Kunigunde's Passional contains only two large illuminations. I wanted to ask you then, how does it compare to the other manuscripts on illuminations of which you wrote extensively on, how does it compare to Velislav's Bible as much more richly illuminated? And the Velislav Bible is a completely different kind of manuscript because this is a picture Bible, this much larger volume than the Kunigunde Special. But I suggest that stylistically, maybe these are the only connected manuscripts in the first half of the 14th century because the preserved material is really scattered in the 14th century and we have passional and then we have like nothing. And then in the 40s of the 14th century, we have uh, the Wallislav Bible. And now only after then comes the era of Charles IV and of the explosion in the illuminations. But the Wallislav Bible is manuscript. Uh, it is not a complete Bible. And way how the images were used is also maybe really comparable with the Passional Manuscript. We suggested with a collective of authors of the collective monograph that the manuscript might have been used in the chapter school at Vyshehrad chapter in Prague, and the sort of didactic material to educate pupils, students of the chapter school in uh, biblical stories, and also to provide material for, for preaching. But really, we lack any sources, any further material on which we could establish this hypothesis. So this is really hypothetical, and the reasoning is, in this case, based just on the character of the images and on the comparisons with other European manuscripts. So those images had both didactic and mnemonic character, um, but were they also used for devotional purposes? Well, in the Wellislav Bible, I mean that except for preaching, if we accept preaching as devotional strategy, a sort of devotional strategy, yes. But as I said that 
both the manuscript, the Boleslav Bible and the Kunigunda Pashnos, are different in its kind and its art. And the Pashnos manuscript is really a tiny book containing just only some 30 folios. And it is really intended to be contemplated on the contrast to the Valislav Bible. The images were intended to be read. There was maybe, let's say, not the upper layer of the meaning. Thank you very much for joining us and I hope to see you soon. Thank you.